You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey there, and welcome to Like a Local Podcast, your passport to authentic local experiences. Join me, Stephanie Gerard, and me, Katie Hilton Brown, as we talk to a local from a new city every Thursday. They'll share their recommendations for best places to eat, drink, stay, and play. Who doesn't want to be in the know with all the best kept secrets, hidden gems, and insider tips? Let's face it, traveling is fun, but planning a trip can be a daunting task with countless hours spent researching and sifting through endless lists on Google and TikTok. But with Like a Local, we do the legwork for you and tell you exactly what you need on your itinerary. So pack your bags and let's get into today's episode. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back to Like a Local podcast. Katie, happy Thursday. How are you? Good. I don't know why why I just popped an M&M in my mouth. What flavor? Um, these are peanut butter. <gasps> Yum. Those ones are the best. Don't get me wrong. I do love a peanut M&M, but the peanut butter, those are addicting. They're all so good. Mm-hmm. I love all M&Ms. What's Even the plain ones. Is that your favorite candy? Mm, I love Reese's. Have you tried the Unreal brand of M&Ms? Yes, I love. Oh, wait. No, I have, I have not had Unreal M&Ms, but I've had Unreal all the other ones and they're so good. Yeah. That's a good brand. Like I, I would say even like the dark chocolate peanut butter cups are may even be better than Reese's. Hot take. I don't know. Like it depends on my mood, but like. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because now uh, have you tried like Q chocolate? No. Okay. It's like a healthier chocolate. I don't know, like whole ingredient, yada, yada, yada. But okay. now that I've eaten that so many times, I like when I tried over the summer, a, like a regular Hershey's bar with like s'mores I was like this tastes fake like this is disgusting yeah 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 Yeah. anyways all right well this week we have a fun episode we are getting the local lowdown of Nantucket Nantucket. with Georgie Morley I don't know about you but this has gotten me in the summer mood I am ready for it to be summer I'm ready to go to Nantucket I'm ready to have a lobster roll I thrive in the in the bright sun in the warm weather oh you do like I'm summer mode all the time. I would say if it's not going to snow here in North Carolina or where we are, then I'm ready for warm weather. Yeah, I know you are. I do love I do love snow, but I don't I don't know if we're going to get any. Yeah, I don't think we are. Um, but no, this episode was really fun because Georgie actually is a Nantucket native, so it was cool like talking with somebody who's been there for majority of her life. Yeah. Um, yeah, her perspective was different than the other Nantucket that we did a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. which I, I think is a fun twist. Yes, for sure. But before we get into Nantucket, before we get into all about ACK, let's do some first class picks. So what's your first class pick this week? Okay. So I love games and <laughs> I am so bad at um, crossword puzzles. Like I think they're so hard, mm-hmm. um, but I was... Do do you subscribe to Apple News? No. So I was just looking around on the app the other day and they have mini crossword puzzles and they have big, like, you know, full-size crossword puzzles every every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been, the mini ones are a lot easier, but I've been doing those every day and they're so fun. And it makes me feel probably like smarter than I am because I have this preconceived, not preconceived, like crossword puzzles are hard and I've been you know, just acing these minis. So it makes me feel so smart. And you do them in the morning. 
I just do it whenever I think about it. Honestly, I just found it last week. So I think it went to like December. So I did the last month. Is it now it's, it's is it by Apple or is it the New York Times one? It, no, it's Apple News Crossword Puzzles. Oh, so okay. I thought they were the same. So I was like Googling answers for the for the big for the big Apple News one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was getting I kept getting like New York Times crossword puzzles. And I'm like, this is not the same wording. It's not the same. And then I realized they're different. And so I was like, OK, I'm going to go to New York Times and try their crossword puzzle. No, I'm back to square one, back to how do you even come up with these answers? Like, I just don't get how people are so smart. That's so funny you say that. Jake's siblings are really into the New York Times. There's a there's a crossword puzzle. There's Wordle. Oh, what is the one where it gives you like it gives you a bunch of words and then you have to guess. Oh yeah, I did pair together. I tried a couple of those over the weekend and I did not. I mean, I think I only did two days. I did not get them. Katie, I felt like such a ding dong, and I it was embarrassing, but it's okay. It's okay. <sighs> But yeah, if you want to feel smart, but there's there's a bit of a challenge in it. Go take the Apple News Mini. That's a good. It's a good brain game. It's also good for travel if you're bored on a yeah yeah. Do it. Do and it. like I said, I think they started in December or something. So if you start now, like I did all of all of the minis over the week or like in the last week. So there's a good amount to binge yeah. if you want. Nice. Yeah, (laughs) that's so funny. Um, My first class pick this week is in theme with Nantucket. And I know that I mentioned this on the podcast, but it's a book by Ellen Hildebrand. It's called Five Star Weekend and it takes place on Nantucket. So I think it's timely. I don't want to spoil the plot, but it's just a good, I know it's the winter, but it's a good summer read. High level (laughs) It's about like a Martha Stewart-esque mom influencer who is widowed and she lives on Nantucket. And so it's called Five Star Weekend. And what she did was she invited her four best friends from different stages of life. So her best friend from her childhood, from her 20s, from her 30s and 40s. And so so there are five women and they had an Nantucket weekend. And it was so cool. Even today, like hearing Georgie mention a lot of the the places that were mentioned also in the book. Um, It's a good good read. Yeah, I want to read it after... You should. You should. And recommendations. Yeah, you should. Yeah. So mini crossword puzzles and five star weekend by Eldon Hildebrand. I appreciate I like how yours is very much on brand on theme. And I'm just like, oh yeah, I've got a <laughs> squirrel. Crossword puzzle. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. No, it's good because it, you can do it while you're traveling, when you're bored traveling. Yeah. When your flight gets delayed and you need something to do. If you don't get car sick, do them in the car. All right. Well, we hope you all enjoy this episode and we can't wait to see you next week. All right, Georgie, before we get into the local lowdown of Nantucket, we'd love for you to introduce yourself and give the lowdown on who you are. Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm Georgie. I'm a wedding and lifestyle photographer on Nantucket. Uh, I grew up here and then moved back what is it now? Back in 2016. So it's been my home for a very long time. And we actually just built our own house here. Um, and we moved in pretty much a year ago. So it's it's really home. <laughs> wow. That's so cool. I This summer, I read Five Star Weekend. Have you heard of that? I am aware. I actually, I, I mean, shout out to Ellen Hildebrand. I feel <laughs> like she is a like marketing business genius. Um, everything yeah. she's yeah. built is like, I have just so much respect. I haven't read any of her books yet. Um, 
I don't know why I should, I feel like I would really enjoy like, you know, all the references and everything. Yeah. No, but it's just so cool. Like thinking of like growing up in Nantucket, cause like us outsiders, like it's like a vacation town, not even a vacation, yeah. town, but just like, I mean, it is in some ways, a different <laughs> I mean, people world. Live here, but it's also definitely, it, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So it's so cool. Like even like, like there's schools on Nantucket, like how many schools are there? <laughs> There is one main public school and there's a, quite a few like private elementary schools. Um, but yeah, for high school, there's really only one. So, I mean, some local people will do boarding school and stuff, but I graduated when I grew up here in a class of 86. Um, and now it's a little bit closer to like 120. So it's definitely the year round population continues to grow. Wow. That's so cool. You said you, you moved away when you went to college. Yeah, when I went to college, I thought <laughs> growing up on Nantucket, I had a great childhood, but definitely when I was a teenager, you know, I felt that small town uh, itch I to bet. get away. And I genuinely thought I was never coming back. I, I was like, you know what, mom and dad, it's been real. Like, you'll see me at Christmas. Um, and, you know, <laughs> plot twist, I moved next door. So, uh, <laughs> you know, never say never. I lived in um, upstate New York for a little while. And then my first job out of college was in New Jersey. And then I moved back to Boston, did a little stint in like New York City and London. So I've definitely enjoyed traveling and exploring the world. But turns out I was not cut out for a nine to five lifestyle. <laughs> I couldn't, it was not my thing. So I was like, I need the seasonal life back. <laughs> and I bet you've seen some like beautiful weddings on Nantucket. Oh, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a like such a cool place to get married. And a lot of the people I work with have, not a lot live on Nantucket, but a lot have a special connection to the island. So it, it plays a huge role in their relationship and their story and their family. And it's like another character in the wedding. Um, and it's really cool because they get to really bring a lot of their favorite people to this place kind of for the first time. Um, so it's, not just the wedding, it's like a whole weekend that they're constructing for their favorite people. So it's really special to get to, you know, share my knowledge of the island um, with them and create something really cool. Yeah. So for Nantucket, are there different types of neighborhoods? Yeah, um, I would say like the different major areas, the island is 14 miles long and three miles wide at its widest. I mean, it's kind of in the shape of a uh, like a smushy moon, you know, like a smushy, um, like crescent moon, um, with the butt going south. <laughs> Horrible description, but it's kind of like a C shape a little bit. Um, and then to the, you know, in the middle of the island is called Mid Island. You, when you come in on a boat, you'll come in through the harbor on the north side, and so town Mid Island are right in the middle. All the way to the west um, is Madiket, and then all the way to the east is Sconset. Um, a lot of the names are um, Wampanoag words, which is like the native population that lived on the island for a long time before. Um, and then some other areas of the island that like those are kind of the big points. Um, but there's, you know, Surfside to the south, uh, Cisco, which is a great area. Like if you I mean, Cisco beer has a huge footprint here and it's kind of expanded beyond um so the breweries in that cisco area um and then pulpus is kind of up to the east um that's a very like quiet um very lots of nature lots of conservation land there um people who have those really big kind of compounds and want to disappear when they come here that's where they live out in pulpus um 
yeah, a lot of like some of the most massive houses you will not be able to see um, because they are like very secluded. I feel like Nantucket is kind of a, I mean, I kind of bristle at this word, but <laughs> the idea of quote unquote quiet luxury, whatever that even really means, but mm-hmm. it's definitely not a flashy place. I have met billionaires who drive uh, Ford Explorers when they're on island. So it's kind of people's way of disappearing. I feel like Martha's Vineyard is known as an island that, which is the neighboring island that attracts a lot of celebrities, politicians, artists, really cool people who kind of are more out and about. And I think same with Hamptons, whereas Nantucket is probably going to attract more of the like CEO types who maybe aren't mm-hmm. famous, famous, but want to keep a low profile. Right. That's kind of the main stereotype. And of course, there's like normal people like me who live here year round who are teachers, carpenters, you know, the infrastructure of the island. So there's lots of different dynamics at play. But yeah, it does have definitely a reputation. I mean, it's an expensive place to live for sure. Yeah, I visited this summer. And one of the things that we were wondering were like how... um Cause you see all these like stores and stuff, like mm-hmm. how are the workers or like, or the like waitresses, like how do they afford to live here? But I heard some of the stores, they have like housing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. For like the summer. So the workers yeah. can stay there. A lot of businesses have to have mm-hmm. some form of like employee housing. And then, you know, there's definitely people out here who, you know, kind of out of the kindness of their heart will rent out places below mm-hmm. market rate for normal yeah. people. Um, and it definitely helps to, you know, network and know people. And um, it's not, it's not easy. It's a, it's a big issue um, mm-hmm. having affordable housing out here mm-hmm. for people who want to make this place home and don't have, you know, <laughs> a compound. Right. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Is the only way on the Island by boat? You can take a boat. There's a traditional slow ferry that brings cars over that takes two hours from the cape and then there's a high-speed ferry that's like one of those hydroplane boats those um, are an hour long and then you can fly here year-round there's this airline cape air that flies those like little cessnas the little Mm -hmm. nine-seaters and then you know in the in the high season between may and october um, some of the bigger commercial airlines will fly here from like new york and dc and boston uh, so it's a lot, definitely a lot easier to travel during the season. Right. And then once you're on island, what's the transportation kind of look like? Like I know that there's the shuttle, but then is there like Uber and Lyft as well? Yeah. I mean, Uber and Lyft is a little unreliable out here. I always, like if friends are visiting or if anyone asks or my clients, my photography clients ask, um, I always give them the numbers of my favorite cabs. There's a lot of cabs out here. The cab business is thriving. I don't know about the Uber business. Um, so I would recommend finding a favorite cab, getting their number and just building that relationship. If you're not looking to rent a car, um, you can rent a car, you can bring a car over on the boat. The bring, Getting a reservation for your car in the summer is nearly impossible. It's like a Taylor Swift concert ticket. Like they sell out and they like crash the site every year. Uh-huh. So that that's a little bit harder. But there's sites like Turo that I've heard people have success with where you can rent cars that are not in, you know, it's kind of like renting from another person. Are there actual apart like are there apartment buildings or condos or is it prime are they primarily like older homes? It's a lot of single family dwellings. There are some like duplexes. I there are a few like older apartment, like there's um like an elder uh 
facility that has like apartments um, in a much older like brick building. But in terms of like the kind of apartments you think of in most cities and towns, there aren't really many of those. I could be wrong. I think there's like one area that has like a few condos. The zoning out here is a little um, intense. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of that like nimby attitude of you know not wanting things to be overdeveloped which I understand um mm -hmm. and then also we still need a lot of housing so there's that like push and pull of wanting things to be preserved and the nature to be preserved and the the aesthetic to be preserved but then there's also like you know we have people who need to live here to like support the community and there's a lot of you know push and pull in that um department yeah yeah and it's not like you're getting any more land there's only nope. so much you can build <laughs> yep and i mean the cool thing is there is a lot of conservation land that can never be built on um that's not to say that it, yeah it's a it's a complicated issue with a lot of like nuances um and no one's really figured it out quite yet but i do appreciate that there's a lot of conservation land and also like acknowledge the need that we definitely need more housing for more people yeah, that's why I asked about if, if boat or ferries were the only way yeah. because like seasonal workers, could they just take a boat every morning? But no, that sounds like that would be, it doesn't sound like that would be a very viable option because it's- I mean, there actually are quite too. a few, like a, a big group of people who do commute every day from the Cape and further my wow. you know dental hygienist uh, comes in from the Cape and my orthodontist does. You know, there's a lot of people who, you know, it just makes more financial sense for them not to live here, um, but they can still run a business or have staff here that don't live here. So um, it's a lot. But that's crazy. It's a yeah. Lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, that's a very extensive commute right there. Yeah. I yep. hate like 20 minutes, like going right. to the office, you know? Yeah. And then you have to um, deal with uh, the weather and the boats and it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'd survive. But um, so for where to stay, it sounds like the primary primary option would be hotels. Yeah, there's. I would say if you're coming for less than a week, a hotel is a great option, especially if you've never been here before. Um, there's a lot of really great hotels and there's a lot of great B&Bs as well. And then if you're staying for longer um, or coming with a larger group of people, there are tons of options for vacation rentals. You can go through like Verbo or Airbnb, but mostly mm -hmm. I would say like the way to go is to work with a local real estate office. They are usually in charge of week to week rentals. Um, so I would say if you're coming with more than just another person, if you have a family, I feel like if you have a family and you have the budget, uh, the ideal scenario would be to come and rent a house for a week, rent a car, and really have the full kind of experience. Um, but if you are coming for the weekend, I think uh, a, a hotel in town is a great option as well. If you were to get an Airbnb and you're searching, what do you can you just search Nantucket, or would you say let no let's get a little bit more granular and look at a specific beach or a specific yeah. town? Again, it really depends on the kind of experience you want to have. Like if you're with girlfriends and you're doing like a bachelorette and you want to rent a house, you know, I would recommend somewhere close to town. So if you guys wanted to go out, you could just kind of walk home and everything. Everything is pretty convenient, but it's definitely, I think some people think the island's smaller than it is. 
you know, if you want to do more than just town, I think you could have a great weekend and really just stay in town and not have to worry about a car or anything. But if you want to explore more of the island, then a car is a great option. I would say places to check out if you're curious, like if you're going with girlfriends, like stay in and around town, like within like a one mile radius so you could easily walk everywhere. But another great like area if you want to have, if you're coming in the summer and you want to have more of a beachy experience, maybe stay near Cisco and then you can bike everywhere. You can bike to the beach. You can bike to Cisco Brewery. There's a like grocery store farm like market called Bartlett's Farm. That's an easy bike. And then it's also a pretty, it's like probably a mile and a half into town too. So that's a really convenient area that also still feels like not in in town. So I'd say Cisco is a great area. If you want to have like a very old school 70s aesthetic vibe and you want to be way out, Mattica is like such a cool area and it has a, a very preserved old school like Jaws, like fisherman kind of feel. You kind of would stay in like a... A damp shack out there. I mean, there's probably like gorgeous houses as well. But <laughs> right, right, right. I love, I love that vibe. Um, and then for more of like a cute, charming, rose-covered, tiny cottage, um, Sconset's beautiful. That's out on the east side of the island. Again, that one you really would have to have a car if you wanted to stay out there. It's like a a 15, 20 minute drive, but it's gorgeous very charming secluded it has its own like little village feel there's a cute little market out there there's like a few different like shops and restaurants that open seasonally and i mean it's stunning if you go in june that's when like the whole island just like blooms all at once it's beautiful are there a lot of bike rental companies yeah yeah there's quite a few like right when you get off the boat there is this little um strip of shops called the strip um it's on broad street and i think there's like three different bike rental companies and right around the corner there's another one so very easy to rent a bike um and a lot of the places like if you do rent a house they would just deliver the bikes to you so you can have a very um luxe experience in that department right yeah do you have any hotel recommendations specific ones yeah so this is an interesting one since i grew up here and have Whenever I've been here, I've always lived here, but I have had the opportunity just through like different um, partnerships and things to get to stay at a few places. So I can't speak to the breadth of the hotel scene, but I've also photographed a lot of these places for weddings. Um, And I would say if you have the budget for it and you want to treat yourself, White Elephant is an amazing like kind of all-encompassing. It's right in town, but it's on the water. It's right near Brant Point, which is one of the iconic lighthouses. It has a restaurant. It's just, I feel like it would take care of all of your needs. Um, So that's a great like first hotel to stay at like for your first time coming for kind of like a luxe experience. Um, That same like uh, hotel group has another property called the Jared Coffin House, which is in town. I think of all the ones I've stayed at, I feel like it mixes old and new really well. Um, and it's such a convenient location. It's like right in town. So that'd be a great one for a weekend. Um, and then there's another um, hotel group that has some more cool, like funky, um, updated feeling, um, really cool design uh, hotels, one of which is called The Faraway. And that one's right in town as well. That has a really cool restaurant in it called Sistership. Like beautiful architecture. Everything is designed so well. Like you go in and you could just take a jillion pictures in there. It's very cool. And then they also have um, 
a smaller hotel called the Blue Iris that's like right down the street. So those those ones I would say are like the best ones to stay in in town. They're big. They have all the amenities. They're they look beautiful. Um, White Elephant just renovated their space, so all the rooms are looking good. Nice. Yeah. Just before this, Katie and I were like, should we do a trip to Nantucket? Yeah, so, I think you like, have to. <laughs> just for fun, we looked at White Elephant prices and um. They were like maybe like in the 300s, but we were looking in like February and then yeah. like May, June, July. And they were like 800. A little different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very different. Very different. So we might look elsewhere, but um, <laughs> yes, we still think it's like such a good place for a girl's trip. Yeah. I would say probably the most um, like, I don't know if affordable is the right word, but the most like doable way to do it would be to get a group of girlfriends and then rent a place for like the week or weekend. That way you can really get the most bang for your buck. I also personally, I love hotels, but I really get start to feel pretty cooped up after like two or three days. So if you want to have more of like a week long experience, I think a house is really the way to go. I feel like you can really relax and have a more quiet, like low-key Nantucket experience. I think a lot of people ask me, you know, since I've lived here for so long, like what what are the must-dos? What are the must-sees? And I I genuinely, this is going to sound like a a bumper sticker, but I I mean it. I feel like Nantucket is more of a a feeling and more of a (laughs) slowed pace than it is like a list of things that you have to do. I think everyone will have their favorite little spots that they discover, but I don't think you could, you're not going to, if you don't do like two or three things that I like, it doesn't mean you've missed the Nantucket experience. I don't think that there's one thing that is like a must do on everyone's list. I think it's more of just like the people that you're with. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. this is gonna, yeah. it's like the friends <laughs> you made along the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's more of a vibe for yeah. lack of a better word than it is like an itinerary. Um, that said, I will give you plenty of ideas, but um, you don't have to feel like, oh, I have to do this or I don't get it. It's like, no, it's just go and see what happens. Right. Yeah. Nantucket is an entire vibe. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. How long, what would you say the ideal stay would be? I would say either go for a weekend with like, you know, your significant other for like a little romantic or like your mom or like go with one other person, stay at a hotel for the weekend and like stay in town and there's plenty to do and explore and you wouldn't have to worry about transportation or anything or go for like a week, two weeks to get more of that beachy, relaxed, explore the whole island and kind of discover more of the under under the radar things. I would say those are your two or, or like do a whole summer. You know, I feel like <laughs> either get that little taste of it and try a few little things for the weekend or like really settle in. I think those are like the two gears you can kind of explore. I'm gonna have to be shoveling away some money uh, before yeah, right. I do a, that week. a summer in Nantucket. But yeah, yeah. When's the best time to visit? Ah, oh, that is the question. I would say, I mean, you know, obviously July and August are the most popular. Um, you know, with kids' school schedules, with the weather, the weather's the best in July and August, temperature and rain-wise. You know, locals will tell you September is their favorite because it's kind of still feels like summer, but, you know, a lot of people have gone back to school and it slows down a little bit, but you still get all like the perks of summer. I, as a photographer and someone who loves flowers and the aesthetics of things, I just love June so much because it's so vibrant and there's also a really like exciting, excited 
energy in the air. It's probably not the best month to go swimming because it's still kind of cold. And sometimes we can have rainy Junes, but um, that's when a lot, like end of June is when a lot of the flowers really start to bloom. If you're someone who has seen the pictures of hydrangeas and you're like, oh my gosh, I just want to see all the hydrangeas, that would be like early July. Um, again, that said, July and August are definitely the most expensive times to visit. You could get a lot of bang for your buck by coming in like June or September for your first visit. You know, if you have fallen in love with Nantucket and you want to see a little bit more of what there is to see, October and May might be interesting. You really, you know, you'll get even more bang for your buck because it'll be a lot more affordable and things start to open up and they haven't closed yet. But beyond <laughs> beyond May and October, you're starting to get into like, um, <laughs> I must, you must really love the island because it, it, it really slows down. It gets really quiet. Um, it's not for the Maybe not for the first timer. When someone told has told me they have visited outside of like that May through October, I'm like, oh wow, like you really you like you love it. You get it. <laughs> I bet you though it's so cute in like during the Christmas time. That's what I was oh, about. Oh yeah, ask. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. There's this um weekend, it's like the first weekend in December called Christmas Stroll. It started as like a chamber of commerce um you know get the locals out shopping and it has slowly developed into like a bring everyone back for one more big weekend um and it's a great you know boon to our economy and it's like everyone opens back up it's really fun and festive oh do you do you get a big spurt what's the word splurge spike (laughs) we'll go a spike do you get a big spike in tourists at christmas time or is it mainly families that have their second home um a little bit of both for christmas roll because you can come in for the day and you don't have to stay overnight i think a lot of people who do have homes would come back to visit for that weekend but it's a little bit of both but outside of stroll not so many um people nice so if you wanted to try to keep the budget low for the first time yeah do do don't waste your time coming in the off season months because it's not you're not gonna really get the same feel as what you're is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I would say okay. restaurants really start to open up end of May. It, you'd have a hard time finding places to go and eat. Well, the seasonal workers are gone too, probably. Yeah. Um. So I would say like wait till after Memorial Day if you're coming for the first time. I love June. I think if you can swing end of June, like that would be my ideal time mm-hmm. um, to come. Even for the first time, you'll still get like the full summer experience, maybe without like as crazy of right. uh, experiences August. Right. And if budget is not an option or like not an uh, an object for you, like come in July. <laughs> that <laughs> July is one of my favorite months. Awesome. Well, now that we know where we're staying and when, let's move on to some food. So first, Georgie, what are your favorite breakfast or brunch spots in Nantucket? I do have to say, I feel like over the last couple of years, so many breakfast places have closed. It's, uh, you know, you can get a good like breakfast sandwich or takeout place, um, but there aren't that many like sit down breakfast. There's this place called the Downy Flake, and that's more mid-island where locals live. Um, and same with this place called Island Kitchen that stays open year-round. That one's mid-island as well. But in terms of like a proper brunch, there really aren't that many options. Um, if I was going into town, I just wanted to pick up something, I would go to probably Born and Bread, which is kind of known for their sourdough. 
they have a an aggressive line though. So like go early. Um, I think that that was in Five Star Weekend. I don't know if you know like the premise of the book, but it's about like this influencer, Martha Stewart type mom who lives yeah. in Nantucket. And she's hosting her friends for a weekend. And one of the mornings, I think she went to that place and got like cinnamon buns because she yes. had to get up at 5 a.m. and get in line. And like there was already yes. line or something. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's my favorite, you know. But if I'm trying to like get some protein in there, there's another spot fresh that does uh, sandwiches that has really great breakfast sandwiches. I feel like any of the places that does sandwiches usually has like a breakfast sandwich option. But if you're out there, I mean, I know there's not a lot of money out in breakfast, um, but if you're trying to open a restaurant, come, come to Nantucket and help us with our bre- breakfast. Yeah, that's some help. And say if you're staying for a week and you're doing mm-hmm. grocery shopping, what grocery stores are there? We have one. It's okay. Stop and Shop. Oh, nice. Um, there's a Stop and Shop in town and then there's a Stop and Shop Mid-Island. And, you know, if you want to all out, there is that um, really nice farm stand. I was mentioning Bartlett's Farm. You could probably do your whole grocery it's like the air one of nantucket i guess oh. a little less wellnessy but um same price same, yeah point. <laughs> i can't imagine <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay and what are your like top two to three lunch and dinner places i am a huge fan of provisions for a, like a great sandwich you want to bring to the beach um there's a spot called lemon press that does they're probably the best like healthy um spot that does like some breakfast lunch options you can eat in or take out um for dinner i would say if you don't love seafood you might have a little bit of a hard time i'm sure you could find things but if you love seafood you're gonna be like you know (laughs) You're going to be stoked. Mm-hmm. My favorites, um, proprietors, which is kind of known for their small plates, very creative with the veggies. I feel like that's the one place I could bring like maybe a vegetarian friend and they would be able to find something. Um, but I feel like I don't, I don't know, always know what I'm ordering, but I'm always like obsessed with whatever I'm eating. I'm like, this is not, did not come out in the form that I expected, but here we are and I'm loving it. Um, Nautilus you know, it is very hyped. It's a small space and it's, you know, by nature, I'm a little bit of a contrarian and I want to like, not like something that's worth, like gets a lot of hype, but it's worth it. Um, that one you have to like all these places you do have to, if you're coming June to September, you have to do the reservation and figure that out, but, um, Mm -hmm. worth it. If you can get a reservation, um, the Pearl, Viamare, Ventuno, and like Lola 41 are a few others that, I've never had a bad meal at. Yeah. Lola 41, we went to this summer and they mm-hmm. had like this like lobster quesadilla and like, yep. oh my gosh, it was so good. Yeah. So good. And then an underrated, I feel like a hidden gem. This is one that my husband and I will go on a date night to um, or the whale. I feel like uh, they have a great little outdoor patio. If you enjoy like outdoor dining, that's like our favorite to do. Um, and it's not as aggressive. You're not like waiting in line to get a reservation kind of situation. And mm-hmm. we've always had such good food there. So, um, yeah. right. What are some like, it, it, needs, like- it deserves more hype. <laughs> yes. What are some things that you like to order there? We usually get like a bunch of, they do, you know, like the small plates, bigger, it's kind of like small, medium, large, and we'll usually just get whatever they have going for the smallest plates. They have like a tuna tostada that I think about often. And then these Korean barbecue wings that are so, so good. Those are like our two favorites. Nice. You know how they say for oysters, the best time to get oysters are months and an R. 
is that the case in Nantucket or can you get, I don't know, this is a stupid question or not, but can you get oysters like year round and you know that they're going to be good? I would say on island, I feel very confident in the, the oyster game. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so funny, especially at weddings. Like I, you know, I feel like this is probably not a normal thing, but it's so normal in Nantucket. Like everyone has like a raw bar um, mm-hmm. and it's usually in the shape of a boat. Um, so I feel like I'm just surrounded by oysters, which is a great life to live. But I, w- I mean, any of the, and usually if you're ordering oysters on Island, they will tell you like, oh, this is the like farm that we got them on, you know? So you can pretty much assure that they're all local for the most part. Nice. Okay. And then not that like I'm the biggest fast food girl because I'm not, but like, is there like a McDonald's on Island? There is not. Um, so there are a lot of restrictions on what businesses can come here. Not to mention it's a very difficult economy to run a business. So in the downtown historic district, you cannot have a franchise that has more than five locations. So, and then outside of that district, I think there's a little bit more flexibility, but a lot of businesses just can't make the numbers work year round and the staffing issues. It's like, it just isn't a very friendly place to have a chain store. Right. Um, So we don't really have any. Um, There is a great spot on the strip, like right near the boat called Stubby's. And that's kind of our fast food joint. You can get your waffle fries late night after going to the bar. So we do at least have some good, like, late night food. salty, yeah, late night yeah. food. <laughs> nice, nice. Is that is that the only place that you can get, like, late night? Or do, the, do you have any pizza places? Or, like... There's another pizza place on the Strip as well. I feel like that little strip of places um, on Broad Street near that, near the boat, is probably the only places that stay open late. Like, you know, we have a pretty... <laughs> it's, like, a one, one o'clock... Um, curfew like everything shuts after that it's pretty pretty sleepy sleepy spot i mean i personally won't be out like very late (laughs) yeah i was just when you said late night like waffle fries i was like oh i wonder if there are any like places you can get some i don't know greasy food or something i mean i would like to be bed by you know 10 o'clock but yeah stubbies is your best bet okay so when it comes to the local beverage scene where would you suggest our listeners grab a drink to experience the city and the vibe. I like often I will grab drinks with clients before we go for a shoot, um, which is fun just to like have people, you know, relax and just catch up and connect before I'm like throwing a camera into their face. And I took a lot of people to that bar sister ship that's in the faraway hotel. It has like a beautiful like patio. The drinks are really fun. I mean, of course, they're twenty dollars a pop, like everything. Um, I feel like I walk outside and I just have spent a hundred dollars. I'm like, I don't <laughs> know what just happened. Um, but that's great. Like, really, like I love the whole vibe of it. Um, the indoor bar is really cool. Um, if you're like going out on the town, I feel like in town, Gaslight's kind of the place to go for live music and dancing and they have you know good drinks um ventuno's back bar there's also a wine bar i can't vouch for it personally i haven't been yet but it's called ethos it looks really cool it's kind of like in a basement um bar situation so that has i mean i feel like wine bars are kind of like that it's like perfect spot for one so um those would be my my go-tos if you want more of a like (laughs) i'm drinking on a dock situation um sandbar 
at Jenny's Beach is a great like family friendly, but they also have like Frosé. So if you have like kids um with you but you also want to be drinking, that's a that's a good option or if you're like kind of in a happy hour mode, that could work um as well. Right. Are there happy hour specials on the island? Not many. Um yeah. <laughs> but I do think Sandbar would be the place to go. I don't know about their happy hour situation, but I do know they have like a bucket shock. Um in the yeah. afternoon at some point so if you want some oysters and you don't want to spend like 50 dollars, um that would be my recommendation i might be mixing this up with martha's vineyard but is there the chicken like box or chicken coop yes or something? no that's nantucket um, oh, okay that is our like dive bar so if you want to you know see a show or just a dj or a cover band usually there's some kind of live music late night playing there and that's you know where the youths go. Yeah. I remember like years ago seeing like a picture of Kim Kardashian there. Oh, um, amazing. <laughs> she visited. It's so, not somewhere you want to go on like a Tuesday afternoon, um, right. unless you want to be sad, but go with your friends like late night. Um, it's, it's a good time. And is there um, a type of cocktail or something that Nantucket, like you're like, oh, you got, when you go to Nantucket, Ooh. you need to go enjoy a... If there is, I'm not aware of it. <laughs> I always clock what people are drinking at weddings, um, just to see <laughs> what's the trendy drink. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of like espresso. It was like Aperol spritzes for a moment. That's what and I was, was just trying to think of. Yeah. And then it was really everyone's going hard on the espresso martinis. And then I think people are just like martinis straight up with the olives and everything. I've noticed those are very popular, but I don't think that's yeah. exclusive to Nantucket in any way. I just like to clock what people are drinking. That is so funny. It has been that. It was like Aperol Spritches, then espresso mm -hmm. martinis, and now everybody's like, oh my gosh, these olives for the martinis. Yeah, love it. I mean, uh, aesthetically, I love photographing all of those drinks. I'm like, yes. beautiful. I'm always like, who has the best nails? <laughs> Let mm -hmm. me take a picture of your drink. Or like who has the best signature cocktail yeah. name. I always like, like looking at those. Those are so fun. Yeah. Awesome. Well, now that we have our food and drink tour covered, what are two to three activities to do or attractions to see in Nantucket? If you're someone who likes, loves a little bit of history, Nantucket has such a cool history. Um, it's evolved so much over the years. It, you know, it really got famous um, for whaling um back in the 1800s when we used to you know need whale oil for our lights and it literally produced so much of the oil for the world and it was like a, a commerce capital so there's a museum here that talks all about the history of the island and you get to like learn you know about the boom and bust of the whaling industry there was a huge fire that basically burned the entire town down at one point and they rebuilt it there's a huge um, very like female driven entrepreneur community on the island today. And I think a large part of that is driven by like back in the 1800s when so many of the men were either in at war or out at sea. Um, women ran a lot of the businesses here. So it's just cool to like learn why we are the way that we are. So I, I love the history. I think it's so cool. And they do, I mean, the museum's beautiful and really interesting. They also, that history organization runs tours, which are super interesting. So you can do like a walking tour around town. So big fan of that. I also love like a sailboat cruise. Um, there's this really cute old boat called the Endeavor. Um, it's beautiful. And you can just take like a little cruise around the harbor. The guy who is 
driving the boat is like the most quintessentially New England man you'll ever meet in your life, Captain <laughs> Jim. He's amazing. So I feel like that's just a great experience. Um, and there's other like boat tours and cruises. I would say if you're someone who is trying to like do the full the full thing and maybe you've rented a house through a real estate agency, use them as your like connection because usually the real estate agents here are so well connected and they know all the cool stuff. Um, so there's more like places and ways to charter boats. Um, but the Endeavor is just the first one I can think of that I have gone on myself. That's really cool. Um, but if you love fishing or anything, you can charter a boat and like go out deep sea and enjoy catching some, some fish. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of just like getting a cheese board together and going just to the beach with some wine. Um, there's a shop called Bricks that makes these beautiful cheese boards if you're not trying to DIY it. Um, and yeah, I mean, town is just so cute. Like I, I'm, I just love walking around places and taking pictures and shopping. So like you could spend a whole day just bopping around town. Um, and that village I was mentioning as well, Sconset, same deal. It's like very cute, quintessential. If you like photography, you could easily spend a whole afternoon there just taking pictures of everything and, um, maybe taking a bike ride, getting a snack at the market. That's like my ideal afternoon. Are there are there enough public access points for beaches? Oh yeah, need to have a how like a house. No, I mean there are public beaches up the wazoo. Almost all of the beaches are like free to access. There's like fifty different access points around the island. There's North Shore beaches, so no waves, and then South Shore beaches have bigger waves. Pretty much any area of the island, you're going to be like a mile away from the beach. Um, and there, it's like free to park. You don't have to pay a thing to go to the beach, um, unless it's like literally someone's backyard. There's yeah. only a few parts of the island where people have kind of their own private beaches. For the most part, most of the beaches are completely public to access. Okay. And then if you were to go for a week or two, do you think a day trip to Boston or Martha's Vineyard would be something worth your time doing? Or would it just take too much time to even get there? Boston as a day trip would be a lot. I would not recommend, but you could do like an overnight um, and vice versa. Like if you were staying in Boston, you want to go check out Nantucket, I would say overnight would be more realistic. Or even if you wanted to stay on the Cape and do a night um, on Nantucket or just a day on Nantucket from the Cape, you know, up to Boston is probably like, you know, hour and a half, two hours with traffic, maybe more in the summer. It's just a lot of, of travel for, you know, what you're doing. So I wouldn't recommend it from Boston. From Martha's Vineyard, they do have an inter-island ferry that runs in the summer. It is more geared towards people from the vineyard visiting Nantucket than the other way around. It's good for them to come. Like The timing is a little bit weird. It's not conducive for a day trip. If you wanted to really see the vineyard, you'd probably need to stay over a night there. Um, so <laughs> I feel like the easiest thing to do a day trip back and forth from is the Cape. Um, but okay. I've only... like. I would love to go to the vineyard more, but it's hard for me to justify spending that money when it is so similar. Um, Because if if there was a more conducive day trip boat situation, that would be awesome. But alas, it's kind of wonky. You'd end up spending like four hours on the vineyard, which I don't think is enough. I haven't been to Nantucket or Martha's Vineyard, but 
Why would you pick one or the other? They are very similar, but there is different energies and vibes. I feel like Martha's Vineyard is definitely the more accessible of the two islands. It's almost twice the size, like area-wise. It's made up of five different towns, um, whereas Nantucket is the one town. Um, each of the five towns on the vineyard has a unique draw and a unique <laughs> vibe of its own. Um, yeah. A lot of them are, like, I think... I'm not a vineyard expert, so I, I could be wrong. There's a few that are like native and a few are like dry towns. And then so it, like I feel like there's more to do on the vineyard. It's also much closer to the mainland. Um, I believe it's seven miles versus Nantucket is 30 miles away. So Nantucket's a little bit more of a removed situation. Harder to get to. I think they're comparable price wise. Nantucket might be a little bit more expensive. Um so I think for a lot of people, the vineyard is like an easier day trip. It's an easier kind of everything. You can literally see the mainland from the vineyard, whereas on Nantucket, you know, you're <laughs> you got to travel for a half hour on a boat before you start to see, you know, yeah. the mainland. So it's quite a different experience. I love both. I haven't been to the vineyard that much just because it's not conducive to go in between the two islands. There isn't really a camaraderie or closeness. I don't know many people who have like a dual island life. It's kind of rare. You kind of do pick one or the other, but I mean, I would love to be corrected. <laughs> also from a sports perspective, I mean, the vineyard is much larger, so they're in a different division than we are. Um, but we do have kind of our, you know, playful rivalry. So, you know, I have to say go whalers, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Okay, so you're going to go to Nantucket if you just want a little bit more privacy and yes. just the next level up of seclusion. Yeah, if you're like, I would like to go to the much farther island. Yeah, got it. Cool. Um, okay, well, it's time for rapid fire and you can go into detail or you can just list them off. Historically speaking, I have questions, so I, I yeah. get a little chatty, but... We'll see how it goes. Um, most Instagrammable spot? I would say surefire thing, no matter what time of year, Steps Beach um, at sunset. It's this, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a, a beach where there's a lot of steps down to go to the beach. So stunning. It's the kind of thing where like there are crowds at sunset um, just for people watching it. It's, it's just gorgeous and it never gets old. What is your favorite pizza joint? For like fun, kind of like artisanal pizza, there's a spot called Pizza Gemelli. Um, and then for more classic, just like cheesy cheese pizza, uh, Sophie T's. When my husband and I got married, it was very low key and we served our guests Sophie T's. So <laughs> special place in my heart. Wow. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> like that's like serving, I don't know, McDonald's fries or something. It yeah, sounds exactly. so good. I didn't know I needed this until I had it. That was also our, our level of budget. So we're like, yeah. we can't really afford to do more. So here's some I think it sounds perfect. Um, what's your favorite beach? This is niche, but it's called Stones Beach. It's near Surfside, which is one of the major beaches on the South Shore. But yeah, it's what? close to my house and it just has a, I don't know. I just like it. Even though, what's... honestly, it, the erosion this winter has been pretty gnarly. Like uh, one of the largest like land beaches like it has been completely knocked back like i don't know if it's gonna grow back this year but yeah 
the, it, it takes a, a beating in the winter. Is that a concern? A um, long-term concern? Erosion is more like moving sand around. It's less... I mean, yeah, long-term concern, I'm sure the island will eventually have to face some really big, like, sea level rising issues. But Mm -hmm. just, I mean, there's been, I've seen that beach get whomped and then grow back. So it's not like a doomsday thing or anything. It'll it'll (laughs) be fine eventually, but it's just like the sand moves to a different part of the island, basically. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, If you have a house on that beach, that's a problem for you, (laughs) like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we live in North Carolina and the Outer Banks, like they talk about sometimes like, I don't know if they're ever, if they're going to be here in like yeah. 20, 40 years or whatever. So that's what I was asking. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite event? This is probably cheating, but just like wedding season in general, which for us is really June and September are big, big months. And I just love it. It's like my favorite. Those are my favorite months of the year. And then it's like really when my work is popping off. So I love I love those two months. Mm-hmm. Get your fulfillment during this. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your favorite spot for a healthy meal? Um, Lemon Press is great. They have great smoothies and good little takeout things. There's times in the summer when I'm just so busy that like, thank God for places like that where I can just like grab food and run. Nice. What's your favorite coffee shop? There's a spot kind of mid-island, but like walkable from town called Roasted. I worked there at one point and that... Um, it's really great coffee. And then there's also Candlebar, which I love. Also worked there at one point. And that's actually where I met my husband when I was working there. So Aww. got a shout out Handlebar. Was Aww. he a patron? Yes, he was a patron and I was a barista. Was he a regular and you were like, yep. <laughs> usual? Is it the usual? <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> would come on Monday nights before he plays hockey and he would get like espresso and I would know not to turn. There was like five clients who I would know not to turn the machine off until they had come through because they were always like right, right on the, the borderline of closing. So do you have an ice rink? We do. Yeah. Wowzers. No McDonald's but an ice rink. No, I'm sure. I know. In my head, I was <laughs> just that. No, the hockey community is strong. Honestly, shout out yeah. to the hockey community. I feel like they were all of our um, contractors who helped build our house. So, oh, that's like I feel like if you're someone who lives here I mean obviously probably anyone who's listening is going to be visiting but it's the kind of place I mean I feel like this is everywhere but um definitely out here it's really helps to have you know a community like hockey or for me it's like the female you know business owner community it's like you just have to find your people and it makes the the cold lonely (laughs) winters a little better Uh for sure Or, or ice cream gotta say juice bar that's one where it's like, you know, everyone says it, but I genuinely also I'm biased. I worked there, you know, all through oh high school God. and college. It's it was the best place to work. Um, best owners. They're the coolest, nicest people. Um, and ice cream's incredible. I stand, I stand by it. I think it's um <laughs> accurately hyped, if not underhyped. <laughs> yeah. Our friends told us to go there, and that was probably the longest line I have ever waited in for. Yeah anything but it was definitely worth it it was really good yeah. Yeah. and I'd do it again probably the most expensive ice cream <laughs> yeah yeah are they known yeah. for a specific flavor um I feel like you know back in my scooping days obviously yeah. like the classics <laughs> but their signature flavors that were really popular there was one called Crantucket that was vanilla ice cream with chocolate covered cranberries and then our mm-hmm. green monster was super popular where it was like mint ice cream with cookie dough which is so good 
Mm, yeah. Oh. I've never heard of either one of those. Um, favorite local business. This, I literally couldn't even pick. I feel like every, like every business is basically owned by a, a local, um, which is really cool. So, you know, that if you're shopping here, you really are supporting people who like live here and, you know, care about the community. So I, it would take me like three hours to shout out everybody. So just everyone, the community is great. Yeah. Um, what about Murray's? Oh yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. Oh, and then also Murray's, but also the Nantucket red. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or is so it Murray's, Murray's red or? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, it's Nantucket red. It's like probably trademarked by Murray's. Um, they've been around forever and I'm so grateful that a store like that remains like popular i believe they have stay open year-round because i feel like they have a great range of price points um where you can get some higher end things but also you know if if you need underwear in the winter you can probably go there (laughs) you know yeah oh yeah so if you want like do they have like a target or no you gotta do a lot of (laughs) online shopping slash be prepared wow so does do you can you get two day parking i mean can you get two day shipping with amazon no definitely not oh my gosh unless you're willing to spend like crazy amounts of money I mean and even then nothing is guaranteed with the weather and shipping I would say if I honestly it's 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 probably good because it means I actually don't usually use Amazon that much because it's not any faster than any other service and sometimes it's slower like I would say usually my stuff from Amazon would take like two plus weeks um so I it, it's less like I feel like if I lived on the mainland I would shop there more because it's so convenient but now I, yeah. I it's easier to resist right wow yeah there's like there's like spurts of time like spikes time spikes where I have mm-hmm. just Amazon packages coming like every day which yeah. I know is not good but it's it's so convenient it's so totally. convenient but um okay and we talked about this earlier but number one tourist trap yeah honestly this is maybe a hot take and maybe not everyone would agree with me. I feel like if you talk to maybe like a more salty man from the 70s, he would have a better <laughs> like opinion. But this is also just my personality. I genuinely think any of the things that are overhyped or hyped are also still pretty good and cool experiences. And I can't say there's one universal thing that everyone thinks is a tourist trap because it's also like probably owned by someone I know you know like I can't it's also that's another (laughs) thing about like living in a small community you just have to be like very mindful and like protect your people so there's no businesses that I think are like ripping people off or you know tourist traps I think everyone um is just just doing their best (laughs) which I, I feel like is not a very satisfying answer but in in a way you don't have to worry that like there's nothing that you would experience here that is inauthentic because for it to exist here, pretty much, it's like it there's been around level, for a long time. Yeah, yeah. of authenticity right. there. Yeah. yeah. Wait, before we move on, I, I have to ask, what's the best place for a lobster roll? Ooh, you know what? Okay, here's my hot take. I feel like our lobster roll scene is not as strong as it could be. Like, I feel like if you went to the Hamptons or like Newport, you could probably find better lobster rolls. Sorry people but don't hate me I I just don't think there's anything that's like phenomenal I will say I did have a very good lobster roll at crew which I would say is like probably like the the bougiest sceniest of the restaurants it's like right on the harbor 
it's somewhere I don't necessarily personally feel like I belong. Like I walk in there, I'm like, I feel out of place. However, I have shot there and like gotten to eat there and the food is delicious. Like sign me up if for a meal there, if you're, if you're taking me, I'll, I'll come. But the lobster <laughs> roll there was phenomenal. Was it $50? Yes, it was. Oh um, <laughs> would I do it again? Maybe. <laughs> That's so funny. Cool. Yeah. Depends on who's paying. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. crew was in, sorry, I keep bringing this book up, but crew was in the yeah. book, her and her I friend. I could imagine. Yeah. It's, it's a, a place where people go to see and be seen yes. and eat very expensive seafood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you get celebrities in Nantucket? Yeah. Yeah. Probably you- less than like the vineyard. Um, and usually like a lot of celebrities will like stay kind of secluded like in their compound or on their boat um and I think the culture here is very much like do not make a big deal about it like it's very much like cool chill (laughs) but I you know I scooped ice cream for Martha uh, Martha Stewart which was fun and I saw what did she order do you remember yeah um coffee ice cream (laughs) oh Oh, (laughs) coffee with hot fudge hmm and I, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I think um, it was Courtney who came a few summers in a row, Courtney Kardashian. Oh, we um, knew. We knew who you were yeah. talking about. <laughs> Our girl, Courtney. Our girl, Courtney. Yeah. But I feel like it's a good place if you are like a celebrity and you want to have a low profile, I would come here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I make this up? Does Leo have a house there? I don't think he had a house, but he came a few summers, but he was someone who, you know, kind of stayed on his yacht for the most part. Right. It's very Leo. And I love how we just keep referring to celebrities by their first name. Yeah. Martha. <laughs> Leo. Um, is there a port? Not a port. Um, oh my God. Harbor? Yes. Is there a harbor? Yeah. Yeah. The harbor is like uh, kind of the entrance to town. So if you think of like the island as this kind of u slash c shape um it's kind of straight (laughs) sorry for anyone listening to this i'm (laughs) pointing to things it's like right here makes sense Um, so that's where we see you know if you've seen that photo of brant point lighthouse that cute little chunky white one um that's like in the harbor and then yeah you take that boat and there's two uh, there's like probably four main um docks uh and the two boats come into the different ones. Everything's very close within town in that harbor area. So he was probably staying there, Leo. Either in the harbor, sometimes with the larger yachts that can't fit into the harbor, <laughs> they'll stay like out where that Steph speech I was mentioning, like, you know, <laughs> within the jetties. <laughs> oh, his yacht didn't fit in the harbor. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe he was a harbor guy. I don't know. But yeah, that's where the, I mean, in the, in July, it's wild to see the difference. Like right now, there's nothing in the harbor. But in July, like the the mega yachts that are like literally bigger than most people's houses at times a lot. It was like, I don't know. They're, they're crazy. I, yeah. It blows we, your mind. We went to go in that area where they're all like parked and yeah. like look up because they all have names. So you can like look mm-hmm. up like who owns totally. whatever name. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow. Some like <laughs> oh, <pity Jim>. billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pulling yeah. up with their Ford Explorer. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. These next few are just travel specific, not Nantucket specific, but what's in your carry on? In my carry on. Hmm. Well, usually I am traveling 
for some photo related reason. So definitely some kind of photo equipment and gear. Um, and then always headphones. I can't, I can't, I like, I listen to headphones in my own house. I just need headphones. Uh-huh. My next one was what's something that you can't travel without. So. Yep. That would be you know, the headphones. Yes. Um, what's your favorite airport? Airport. You know, I wouldn't say favorite, like Bo- the Boston airport is like, feels very homey and familiar. You know, mm-hmm. you, you get into yeah. Terminal C and you just get that blast of legal seafoods right at <laughs> you. There's just no place like, no place like uh, BOS. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you pass time on a plane? Hmm. Oh, you know what? You know, in my idealized self, she would be reading. Um, <laughs> but a lot of times I will use that time where I can't access Wi-Fi to actually go through some of my photos on my phone and delete photos that I don't want to save. I have not done that in a minute. So the it's astronomical, the amount of photos. But <laughs> I love going through photos anyway. So it's a nice little ritual. So I've I've gotten, gotten some productive, like, nothingness work done on a plane <laughs> stuff that you don't want to do when you're yeah at stuff I can't justify doing any other time but it yeah. feels kind of useful and productive when I am just on a plane yeah. yeah all right and before we wrap what is your number one travel tip in general it doesn't have to be like Nantucket yeah I am a big fan of packing light so you can shop um <laughs> specifically mm-hmm. and also always wearing comfy sneakers or comfy shoes like they're when you're traveling there's no need to you know try out a new shoe that you don't know is going to work do you have a go-to sneaker I I will stand by and I this I I feel like any Reebok is a win but the Reebok club C's for walking specifically I have walked like you know 30,000 steps in them in a day and not had an issue so I I really love those for for walking and travel Nice. I'll have to try them. And where can our listeners find you on social media? Yeah. On Instagram, I'm at Georgie Morley. Or if you want more Nantucket content, I have a, a platform called Gray Lady Girl. So there I share a lot more just like photos of Nantucket. I don't have as many like resources per se. It's more just like my, my POV of living here year round. And I try to really share like photos accurate to each season i'm not just like a hundred percent hydrangea account like i want to show people that there's more i i love hydrangea please but there's more to the island than just that stereotypical first impression right nice are you a good gardener i am not um my family is amazing i maybe one day my i would love to like have a garden now that we have a house but i have not um summoned the the right. effort um, yes. <laughs> hasn't turned green yet yeah yeah my grandfather actually happens to be like a pretty um well-known hydrangea horticulturalist so the oh hydrangea gosh. thing is big in the family but oh, wow. because of that I know how much of a pain they are to take care of like they need so much water and so much attention they're very finicky like it's whole world so I probably will never have I love hydrangeas and I respect them but like I probably will never have my own because I don't want to dedicate what right. it takes to make them. You look know good. what goes into them. Yeah. 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 It's a lifestyle. That's so cool. We have, some, <laughs> we have some on the side of our house. And when we first moved in, I mean, they were gorgeous. And then we haven't done anything with them. And they're like yeah. slowly like getting like each year, they're not 
as nice every year. There's a whole thing that you have to do when you, my, my grandfather is very particular about the pruning, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot. You need like a professional to work with your hydrangeas. I do. Yeah. Wow. Well, Georgie, thank you so much for coming on today. We can't wait to come and visit you, hopefully, in yes. Stand the White Elephant. And Perfect. we can't wait for everyone listening to check out all the spots recommended. Thank you. It was so okay. fun. Thanks for tuning in to another exciting episode of Like a Local Podcast, where we bring you the inside scoop on your next travel destination. If you enjoyed this episode and found our local insights helpful, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have a new city in mind that you'd like us to explore next, drop us a line on our website or social media. Until next time, remember, travel like a local, not like a tourist. Sayonara! This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.